by my friend of 25 years, actor extraordinaire, the GCJ himself, the SSA of champion of the world, Mr. JP Wolf. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm very impressed at that breath control. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like and I, I got said, it. working on it, but I have not. <laughs> it sure sounds like it. My God-given ability. I'm just a talent. A ball of talent. Speaking of sound, I got a new microphone. Can you, you got tell? That right, you did. I can. It makes <laughs> some feelings inside. I feel like a professional. The scale now. is real. <laughs> but but yeah, man, I'm good. I finally am like kind of settled into my apartment. Right. And I have you know my I set up my little uh, mobile recording session or uh, yeah, like, studio today. Oh, um, awesome. The same for myself at some point. You will. You will. Like a, um, you look like a real professional. <laughs> it feels good. You know, then yeah, I can start recording, um, recording like voiceover auditions and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. Very excited to see more of that. I've heard some of your shit and it's, I love it. It's so Thank good. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel How like you the weirdest compliment is like, wait, was that you the whole time? <laughs> You know, it's like weirdly yeah. insulting, but also, like, you know what I mean? It's like, you did that? Really? Wow. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I always love that. Like, I'll, I'll write something or make a joke and someone will be like, oh, where'd you get that from? It's like, well, my brain. <laughs> I didn't rip that from a movie. Or like, I just did it. Like, on the one hand, it's, it's like, oh, that's cool that you think that that came from something. Because it was good. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you didn't think I could do that shit, bitch? <laughs> this is me, motherfucker. Yeah, that's what I do. Goddamn. But yeah, so before we get into what, we're re- what we read, what we watched, all the fun stuff, uh, our feature presentation today is the Sam Raimi classic, The Quick and the Dead. And boy, am I excited to get into this. Boy, yes. howdy. Oh, howdy. Howdy, partner. Hell yeah. But first, what have you been watching this week? What did you get into? Um, I'd say my favorite thing I got into this week was I watched the pilot episode of um, this British show called Gangs of London. Have you heard of the show? Oh. Okay, so it was it was a partner between Sky, which is a big channel out of right. England. That's and like then, the um, Fox version. That's the Murdoch. Sky is the, yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. Um, An AMC, and it's the same guy who made what might be my favorite action movie of the last decade besides John Wick, and that is The Raid. Oh, um, you know, I've never seen the second one. Dude. Oh, my God. I don't know how that's happened, because I loved the first one. We got the guy from from Linkin Park doing the, oh, God, that movie's so good. It fucks, that's for sure. It fucks. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Gareth, uh, Gareth Evans, he did yeah. this, this show and it's, um, Isn't that, Joe... did he do comic stuff too? Or I think it's someone else, Gareth Enos, maybe. Oh, Garth Enos. Garth he Enos. Did, he suppose. did the boys, <laughs> he did the boys and Preacher and yeah, yeah, yeah. Great Run on Punisher. Got it. Um, yeah, but, Punisher. um, Gareth Ed- Evans, Evans or Edwards? I forget off the top of my head. Oh, but, um, Gangs of London, it's, it's so good. It's. 
Joe Cole, who was who was a British actor that was in um, he was in an episode of Black Mirror. He was in um, what what am I saying? The Shelbys, um, Peaky Blinders. Oh, Peaky Blinders! Peaky Blinders! Peaky Blinders is great. Uh, I think I'm still a little behind on that. It takes place where I used to live in Birmingham. Really? Yeah, I lived there for a year. <laughs> oh man! It, it is a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Shout out to all my brummy friends, but yeah, it's all these canals and just dirty. It's like the Detroit of England. (laughs) Really? That's what they call it. That's what they considered it when I was there. That's what I got from it. But yeah, sorry to interrupt. (laughs) Oh no, that's okay. Um, But yeah, it's a it's it's a really really awesome show. Just after the first episode, they have the first episode for free on Prime. Oh nice. Um. There's an incredible fight scene, like a la Raid. Um, oh, nice. At the end of the first episode. But it's basically, long story short, it's about this um, about this kind of basically organized crime boss who runs all of London, gets killed. Oh. And then it's like kind the of power like vacuum. The power vacuum happens while his son, played by Joe Cole, is trying to figure out who killed him. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. It's great. Is it's, there any any? Is it just happenstance that it sounds like gangs in New York? I guess so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if there's any tie-ins there or something. Mm-hmm. But um, nice. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Note oh, that down. Oh, totally. Right uh, what about you? What have you been watching? Okay, so I haven't done much. I didn't do much this week because all I watched was Future Man on Hulu. Oh, how is that? It's so dumb. And it's so silly and ridiculous. Man, I loved it. Like, Eliza Coop, Josh Hutcherson, like, Haley Joel Osment. It's just, it's, it's just fun. It's like a little Last Starfighter, a little, like, they take a number of the tropes and they, they're very aware of it. Like, when the, like, the kid, Hutcherson's just this, like, loser janitor who lives with his parents, he's obsessed with this unbeatable video game, and he finally beats it. And then these uh, Eliza and this other dude come back and, and like, show up in his, in, <laughs> in, his, uh, in his room being like, this was our, like, recruiting method of if anyone could beat this, they were, like, the chosen one, and they, they were going to help us fix our future against, you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's, it's fun, it's silly, it's stupid, but it seems to know what it is it's like produced by seth rogan and all that and he actually shows up for quite a bit of it in like the second and third season he's in it a lot really uh, that's yeah. awesome yeah it's it's i i don't know if it's good but i really enjoyed it <laughs> that's what i've heard i've heard it's yeah same thing like it's just fun silly it seems to know exactly what it is like mm-hmm. so i think it is good in like it's not good in like it's not like Scorsese, like masterpiece kind of, you know, or Spielberg, like just so perfectly put. It's just like we're doing silly shit and we're leaning into it. We know what we're doing. There's a lot of dick jokes. There's a lot, you know, I mean, it's 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 ridiculous and it's it's just fun. And it's an easy it's an easy do. It's like three seasons. The first two are 12 episodes and the last one's eight and they're all 30 minutes long. So it's like. I mean, that was my, that was basically all I watched all week. And I just consumed that entire thing. And I loved it. I thought it was nice. great. I love, I love the 30 minute 
uh, episode of TV. It's just yeah. like a great digestible little Same. Because you can just keep consuming them over and over. I'd sit and watch like four of them at a time. Like it, and they go down easy. It's just like they do a good job of like, oh, I got to watch the next episode because, you know, cliffhanger or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not that anything's ever really in doubt, but <laughs> you get a lot of cameos of uh, famous people. Actually, some crossover. Um, Keith David is a big character in the first uh, season. For season I love two. Him. Yeah, so he was great. in the movie we're about to talk about. Uh, we've, we've talked about him before. He was in, he was a bartender in Roadhouse. Yeah. A lot of people probably know him from the Navy voice on the Navy recruitment commercials. <laughs> and he's just, just like, he's, so he's in everything. He, what he's, I remember him as, uh, Goliath from Gargoyles. Oh, I love Gargoyles. That was a good, uh, morning. I would always watch a little bit of that, like 15 minutes of that when I'm, before I, when I get ready for school in the morning when I was a little kid. <laughs> same here, same here. Like eat your so cereal good. or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was eating my Captain Crunch and just jamming out to gargoyles. His character is, uh, he comes up, he has herpes <laughs> and he, his life goal is to come up with a cure for herpes and it ends up like, creating this race of they call them biotics that are just like these superhuman perfect it, it ends up being the cure for everything and like it ends it causes this dystopia kind of thing and like that's what they're fighting <laughs> so i mean that i like to get more away but like that's the that's that's what they're leaning on in the first season it's i mean that's clear very clearly ridiculous mm. and he's just got this giant herpes sore on his face the entire time that's got it's great. <laughs> I gotta check that out. That sounds yeah, like I highly that. recommend that. That's on Hulu's streaming, so so anyone wants to see that. And it ends up nice. It ends nicely, just three seasons. I don't think they're doing it anymore. But uh, really fun. Good stuff. As long as you know what you're getting. Haley Joel Osment, I mean, he's seeing dead people everywhere. It's great. He does not have AIDS in this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Walker, Texas. That is one of my favorite clips of all time. Walker told me I had AIDS. <laughs> like, it's I... so not necessary. There's nothing that shouldn't exist. Which is really like my reason for wanting to start this podcast was because I love things that just have no business existing. <laughs> like they shouldn't so have gotten bizarre. like ten levels of of being okay by the executives of this and that, and then they just do somehow. And that, that's so many action movies to me. It's just like, wow. <laughs> How did this happen? Oh, and How I did just... the consumer get this? I'm just glad yeah. we did. I don't know how. <laughs> I just imagine when he had that line that either people... God, I, I'd like to think people were like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. But I have a feeling that people were watching on just in like in admiration, just being like... <gasps> wow, how brave. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> when you're just like, this is the most ridiculous line completely so out of nowhere. It does come out of nowhere. It's just, <laughs> they're just having a nice little conversation. He just drops this bombshell. <laughs> oh, God. Walker. Oh, good. So good. <laughs> I mean that's basically all I watched. I don't I don't know yeah. if there's a lot of news coming out. I don't think really like Mandalorian starts next week, which I'm super psyched about. Mm-hmm. We had a trailer come out about that. It didn't really show us anything. 
which there was a lot of buildup for it. So I was initially bummed, but then I was like, you know what? I'm glad they didn't show us anything because I want to be, I want to be surprised, you know, when you see it's a lot of times, like uh, one of the other things I watched this week was I rewatched Ant-Man and the Wasp. That movie's fine. Yeah. But I think it would have been a lot better, but the fact that the, in the trailers they showed almost everything cool, like they showed all like the salt shaker getting big, the Pez dispenser, like the giant man, like the, you know, the, the oh. Goliath, like uh, they showed it all, but, and then it was like, okay, well, we've seen all the cool shit <laughs> like this movie's fine but if i hadn't seen that i think i'd remember it more fondly you know if i had yeah. that experience of oh wow this i didn't expect this but no i i expected everything yeah trailers really do nowadays especially for action movies and things like of that sort they show a lot of the cool stuff it's hard the... not to because yeah. you gotta walk this line of like we want people to come see this but if we blow our water early it's like well yeah they, i guess they'll see it but they're not gonna enjoy it you know yeah yeah it's like i've already seen the coolest shit you've shown us uh it's it's tough i mean great trailer but i mean that movie falls down mostly because of uh, the the ending kind of scene it's just like too much of of going back and forth like we need to get this thing and now these people have this thing and now we gotta get back now we have it now it got away again so mm-hmm. All right, chill out with your MacGuffin shit. <laughs> well, that's what's great. That's what's so great about like Christopher Nolan uh, and villain like Villeneuve trailers because mm-hmm. they show you a lot without showing you a lot. If that well, the guys sense. did like uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier and like Civil War and oh, the uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, the Russo brothers, yeah, they uh, they're really good about their trailers. They'll even like cut like CGI cut things out or even like put people in that aren't actually in it in their trailers to like throw people off. Like they actually put a lot of thought into that. Like the infinity war trailer, there was this big scene where they're all like, uh, it was like reminiscent of a, a comic book, uh, like splash page of like all of them together. And the, the Hulk was there all hulked out and that just didn't happen. <laughs> like he wasn't there. <laughs> that didn't happen at all. Oh was, yeah. Oh, running that that the enemies and he was never the Hulk there like so they do they do a really good job of that and I think maybe as a director you have to take some of the reins of because uh, they usually export these trailers to trailer houses that just that's just what they do mm-hmm. so you give them a bunch of scenes and then they cobble together something but I think they must have had some sort of hand in that because they do a really good job of not letting you really know like you see stuff and it's like I don't that might not even be in the movie. Like, he may have just thrown a Hulk in here, and it doesn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. misleading, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's just keeping you on your toes. You don't exactly. know what to expect. So then you're still surprised when you see the movie. It's like, oh shit, <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. Yep, exactly. Well, hell, man, that's uh, I don't really have any more news. I mean, the news, what news happens now? Yeah, I'm, I'm good too. I'm ready to rock. All right. Well, you know what? I'm very happy about that because our feature presentation today is The Quick and the Dead and is dope as fuck. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's go. And now. 
Our feature presentation. The Quick and the Dead from 1995, directed by Sam Raimi of Spider-Man and Evil Dead fame. Uh, 59% critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 53% audience. Both of those, way too low, in my opinion. Way too low, in my opinion, as well. This might be the most star-studded cast I have ever seen. Not just on movies we've done, but in general, just as a whole. I mean, Ellen Sharon Stone, Herod, Gene Hackman, Court, Russell Crowe, the kid, Leo DiCaprio, Doc Kelly, Tobin Bell, Ace Han- Hanlon, Lance Henriksen, the original uh, prototype for who was supposed to be the Terminator in the Terminator saga. Did you know that? I did not know that. Before they got Arnold, it was supposed to be Lance. And he then showed up in that movie as a cop. Mm-hmm. But he was supposed to be because it was supposed to be like a guy who's can it, it just like an, a normal dude who can infiltrate anywhere. And I mean, you see Arnold and it's like, we're all like starving in the sewers eating rats. Like clearly this beefcake can't be one of us. But yeah, a guy like really. a skinny little skeleton, skeletor looking motherfucker like Lance Henderson, that's an everyman. Oh, of course. That was supposed to be who it was. Anyways, and then Keith David, as we'd mentioned before, Gary Sinise. I mean, the the list goes on and on. I didn't even name everyone. I tried. I ran out of breath. I ran out of ink in my pen. I I, I couldn't name everyone. There's just so many people. So many names. It's insane. It's like, yeah. You you don't really see other than the Avengers, I feel like. And I guess like Avengers, maybe Knives Out. You don't really see these incredible star-studded casts. Knives Out's a really good comparison because that's just like through and through, just A-listers here and there. Mm-hmm. But this, I, 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 I remember seeing this movie when I was younger, and I, I always liked things that were weird and different, whether they were good or not. Like I loved like Predator Two because it was weird. So weird. It's not a good movie watching it now, but as a little kid, I didn't have that that discerning uh, ability of being mm-hmm. like, this is a quality film uh, as opposed to it's weird. <laughs> I just like things that were different. I've always liked when someone takes a giant swing, whether it's a miss or not. Definitely. And uh, But now I can, I can still respect that, but also be like, this shit sucked. <laughs> and it's so funny seeing, like, really quick like a yeah. like a movie like predator 2 where you have somebody like bill paxton who at the time oh, you know he wasn't a big star but then they end up becoming big stars and you see all these giant stars they usually you know they kind of make a couple of poo poo butt stinks well everyone does i mean career. look at jennifer yeah. aniston she was in one of the, she was in the original leprechaun movie yeah oh my I mean, god i mean you gotta you gotta get your bones somewhere you know you do you do and, I mean, everyone, but that's the thing, everyone in this movie already had, like, their clout, and, like, they signed on for, I mean, so many of these names. I mean, this is mainly Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, and Russell Crowe, and DiCaprio, mm-hmm. to a lesser extent. But all mm-hmm. these, I mean, I listed off all these other pretty big names and good actors, and they have these bit parts, but they all just signed on, because they're like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, that, God, this movie is so Sam Raimi. Oh, my God. It's just the way it's shot. And granted, yes. like, I can see how it's, because I love Westerns. And, like, my, I grew up mm-hmm. watching Westerns with my dad. 
And oh, we're gonna do Tombstone at some point. Oh my god, yes, I love that. Michael movie. Bean is my my action movie god. He's the quietest action movie star of all time. He's so good. He's, He's so good. So good. Michael Bean, no one. He does not get the credit he should. He should be up there with the Schwarzeneggers and the Stallones. I mean, he's in your Terminators. He's in Tombstone. He's in The Abyss. He's in The Rock. He's in Soul Men. Aliens. Aliens. Aliens is probably my second favorite movie of all time behind Robocop. Oh, I, I love that he's movie. so good, but he you you never hear him in. That's why I always say he's the quietest like move the action movie star. Of because you don't hear him mm-hmm. in those in those uh, sentences with those other guys, but he is. I mean, he's Bruce Willis before Bruce Willis because he's kind of an everyman, but he's in these incredible action movies. Oh, for sure. All right, so let's let's just get into this. Let's do it. Take us we away. We are with some prick trying to shoot Ellen Sharon Stone. She's like riding out in the desert. This this guy with bad teeth. Tries to shoot her. She 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 kicks his ass pretty quick. Steals some of his shit. Moves her way out to town. She makes her in, way into. I believe the town is called Redemption. Irony foreshadowing, right? <laughs> and she she makes her way in. She goes into the saloon. We meet we meet various townspeople, the residents, and they're all pretty horrible, bad people. <laughs> it's not a good place. Yeah, this town has definitely seen better days. Yes. You know something's up. Something's going on. Something's afoot. She ends up getting a room there. And that night, we kind of, we get a layout. We get some exposition on the rules of the gunfight, which is the crux of this. This is a gunfighting tournament. So it's a Western, mm-hmm. it's this tournament that they hold in this town where it's like the you, uh, a, a classic gunfighters duel, you know. 20 mm-hmm. paces, you turn fire and whatever. That is that is the underlying backbone of this film. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of exposition on that. We understand what's going on, you know. It's a tournament, like a, like a March Madness-style tournament. You get your brackets, everyone's, you know, meet in the middle, one man leaves kind of thing. And they're playing for, I mean, they're not playing, I guess. They're shooting for a lot of money. $123,000. Which, look, that's a good amount of change right now. I feel like, yeah, I think I I looked up. That's like $100 million, right? That's, it's, I think it's two is what I looked up. As of 2016, it was like $2 million. (laughs) But still. Oh yeah, that's a. I'm glad you looked that up, but that's a lot of fucking money. It's just this chest full of. I love how he's like, courtesy of me and Wells Fargo. <laughs> he's a former employer of mine. Stagecoach. <laughs> there is a couple of funny lines, like when she first gets to town, that I just want to uh, Please. revisit, if that's okay. Please. So, um, Lance Hendrickson. Is like you know doing his card tricks. It's all goes, mustachioed. I got it for every man I kill. killed. Special you, deck. <laughs> you want to play poker? Yeah, cool. Wait a wait a floss. Who are you, creepy mustachioed shit? <laughs> I do not want to fuck you. I'm sure. Uh, no. Damn it! Look at me. <laughs> Look oh, at you. <laughs> want to play poker, little lady? <laughs> Look, looks like you're having a good time playing with yourself. <laughs> 
And then um, is so good in this. She's just no, like understated in most of the stuff she does, but it's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. It reminds me of like a Jesse Plemons uh, performance because he's always mm-hmm. just kind of like chill and like quiet, but like it feels like a lot, and she's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. She's totally. doing a lot without doing a lot. If that makes Which, sense. Yeah, it definitely shows. You know, she's which she's I mean that just as a pretty face. I mean of that course. as not a. It sounds like a, a negative thing, but I think that's sometimes less is more. Yeah, and I think you know a lot of the best acting you see is when people aren't saying anything at all. Yes, agreed. It's yeah. that because that because you think about it, it's like how are you going to do a two-hour movie where it's gunfight after gunfight? Like, you do the first one, and it's like you build the tension, and then it's like, okay, we felt that, we, we, we did it, now what? But And you're just going to do it again, like, ten more times? Okay. But they, mm-hmm. it works. They find a way to still build the tension every single time. It's not exactly. completely different every time, but it's different enough that you, it doesn't feel like a retread. Exactly. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which definitely. is just masterful filmmaking by Raimi, if, if I've if you ask me, and I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know how you do that. It's like, I'm doing the same idea in a row. That shouldn't be interesting by the 10th time, but it's just as interesting the 10th time, if not more, than it was the mm-hmm. They make it work. Yeah, he, he nails it. So, after we hear about the prize, we meet a lot of the competitors. Herod, Gene Hackman's character, Herod, makes his first appearance and he kind of lays out the rules of the, of the town. Like he's in charge. Like he controls everything. Like he takes 50 cents on every dollar that everyone makes. He's basically like a corrupt tax man, uh, mm-hmm. warlord well, of this tiny little nowhere town. And he also decides to join the competition. Like they're all white writing this up on a chalkboard and like, Everyone's like, oh, I want to fight. I'm this person. I'm the I'm the Swedish gunfighter. I'm a I'm the Native American gunfighter. I'm this guy in like prison stripes named Scar. I'm a uh, I will kill everybody because I'm a dick. That kind of thing. He's also like a Victor Zaz. Like, did you notice that? Like, when he kills the guy in the beginning, he cuts his. Oh arm. shit! You're right. Like the comic book. Yeah. Com- wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more of a Calendar Man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they're very interchangeable, but yeah, yeah. for sure. Good call. And then, uh, and then Keith David, his name's Cantrell, and he goes, how do you spell Cantrell. that? How do you spell that? And he lights a cigarette, takes his time, he's like, correctly. <laughs> it's so good. It's so it's, dumb. It's so dumb, and it shouldn't work, but he's just like, correctly, in his beautiful baritone oh, voice. Oh, oh that voice. It's just like, it's like, Hot molasses on a on a hot <laughs> July day, on a on a, on a hot tin roof. <laughs> oh God, yeah, so he's good, so good, silky smooth. He's also the president in Rick and Morty. I know we've said that before, but oh yeah, love it. I love Keith David. He's fantastic. He's fantastic in this and everything he does. Mm-hmm. So then, after we meet a bunch of these contestants. We also meet Court, who is Russell Crowe, and he's in chains. He's a he's a reverend, and there he's renounced renounced violence. He's changed his ways. You know, you immediately understand he's 
got some sort of checkered past, but now he's a he's a he's a God fearing man. Mm-hmm. Narrow. And Herod, they have a little interaction, tries to force him into the competition. He he wants none of it, but Herod's in charge, so what Herod wants, Herod gets. Then we get we get uh, a little interaction between Herod and Court because Herod, or not Herod and Court, Ellen Court, excuse me, because Herod's like about it's like strings cord up in the in the middle of the saloon, so it's like shooting at the legs of the chair, you know, classic. Which was shoot. which was awesome, just the way he's doing that, just sitting there he's shooting doing, he's out not, this old. He's not trying to actually hang him; he's just fucking with him, so he's shooting like mm-hmm. leg. Because he's that good, you know. It's mm-hmm. one of those. Like these guys are that good. They can oh, they can sure. they can pinpoint actors. They're goddamn snipers. These are SEAL Team Six snipers. Every single one of them was a six shooter. <laughs> so Ellen, Ellen, uh, Sharon Stone's character. She she saves she saves Court from being hung. Shoots the rope. Because because they say you know women women. Women can't shoot for shit. Yeah, they're all Ooh, they're rope rolling. Oh, oh, lady does this. Uh, <laughs> I just I, another thing I watched was Borat too the other night. So that actually fills into this because oh like women can't do this. This it. very good by the way. Very fun. I, oh, I need to watch that I, probably this weekend. I enjoyed it. It's not as good as the first, but I mean, how mm. could you be? They did a good yeah. job. Yeah. Anyways, cool. so Hair joins the competition. Alan joins the competition. Court's forced into the competition. We get to the next morning. We, we, I, I forgot to mention DiCaprio, who is known as the kid. He's like the youngest looking dude on the planet, and like he's all he's in like peak Gilbert Grape form. Yeah, this was right after Gilbert Grape too. Yeah. I think. Like exactly, months. and he looks like a child, and his name mm-hmm. is Kid. We find out he's the son of Herod, and he's just a smooth talking, like businessman. Like he's just a gunfighter. He's cool, cool as the other side of the pillow. And he also hooked up with Sharon Stone. <laughs> yeah, I. We'll get to that. I have questions. Yes. So uh, we get actually no, I think that happened right now. She wakes up mm-hmm. in his. Did they fuck? She makes it sound. He makes it sound like they did, but the, that's his bravado, you know. Mm-hmm. But she's like, the last thing I remember is you puking behind the bar. <laughs> oh, now that you say that, yeah, maybe. So I, I felt like he just because I don't know. It could have gone either way because he's implying they. They fucked it out, but she's implying, like, you're a little child, and I took you home after you puked on your jammies. So I don't know. Yeah, huh. But she was very... But she's also scantily... popular, too, in that moment. So, like, yeah. mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? She's very scantily clad. Yes, a very uh, somehow sexy scene of her on top of a uh, tundra of dynamite. In like covered in furs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that line by him. Like, it, 
she, she comments on how uncomfortable the bed is. Like, if I didn't sleep on it, someone would steal it. And it's just these barrels full of TNT. He <laughs> sleeps on mom. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's a great idea, kid. I mean, I get the logic, but also what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we 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 get to uh, we find out who Ellen's first matchup is, and it's Kelly, who is Tobin Bell of Saw fame. Yeah, he's he's. I've seen him in a few other things. And Saw is what I. He's he's one of those guys. Yeah. It's like everything, but for me, his most memorable role is his eight Saw films or whatever. Yeah. Fuck. He's he's like Mr. Saw or whatever. Yeah. You, Jigsaw. Jigsaw? Jigsaw? Jigsaw. Yeah. Yeah. But he's just so he's great because he's so unrecognizable. But if he's got such a recognizable face, he kind of has like those very angular features. Yeah. And like the big sharp face nas. Yes. For sure. Yeah. But so we hear her first fight, but it's not till like seven o'clock at night. So then the very actual first fight is the kid versus some dumb prick. That I don't know, and he he beats him pretty easily. He's mm-hmm. talking, he's yammering. He's a he's a big talker, you know. He's running. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of Jordan Belfort vibes from this character. Yeah, also, for sure. Just silver tongue, smooth like that. Bah, 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 bah. Always running his mouth, self promoting, very cocky. Mm-hmm. So he 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 defeats him pretty handily. Shoots him in like the arm and then the leg. And at this point, you don't have to kill the other guy. It's just they basically give up or you knock them on the ground, and that's a win. Mm-hmm. And he wins easy. He's uh, he's really proud of himself, but uh, Herod's like, Feh, you ain't nothing. He's looking for daddy's approval. Not getting it. Not impressed. Mm-hmm. And then we get a very Raimi montage of a bunch of fights. I loved that. So it was so but that's cool. so Raimi because it's like all these things happening with like a back black background. Like there's no background, there's no real context. There's a lot of like guns being drawn and like fired and like people falling and mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a way to guess through all the riffraff that we don't give a shit about. Yeah. I and love that, all I, like I, the... I don't I, that sounded like a critique, but it was it was perfect. Right. I say very Raimi. I like Raimi, so that's that's a notch in the positive category. I love all the smash zooms too. Just oh, like the, the zooms, the right into the face and let them mm. emote fuck out of that scene. Yeah, I love that. I thought it was so. But cool. Raimi's got to be. I'm not. I'm obviously not an actor. You are, but I feel like that he's got to be a great director to work with because of that. Because he just lets you. He's like, I'm just going to smash right into your face and let you moat and do your fucking thing and mm-hmm. nothing behind you. I mean, he'll do like a black background and just let it be you mm-hmm. and let you do your damn thing. Yeah, exactly. Pour it all out there and let you fucking let everyone know what you're about, what you're doing, who your character is, mm-hmm. but not in an over the somehow not in an over the top gratuitous way. Like, this is what I'm doing. It just it works. Yeah, a hundred percent. It shouldn't in in the hands of a lesser director, it wouldn't. But he's a talented motherfucker, and it does. And what's you can also tell with him is that with all these homages to um, classic like spaghetti westerns, but yeah, he's clearly got on it for that. 
Yeah. And you can tell he appreciates the genre and he's like a fan. Right. Like that's yeah, the kind of characters mocking. I love. This is not like no. a of it at all. This is a this is a love letter to those types of movies. Mm-hmm. In a yep. very stylized Raimi kind of way. But it is. Yep. Absolutely. Definitely. And I love that because I like Westerns. So if you're like Oh, was if he played it as like, oh, westerns are dumb, and I'm making fun of this, I'd be like, fuck you, man. Westerns are dope as hell. Yeah, <laughs> talking about you, talking about. But no, he does this weird, uh, just like showing of these people in this scenario and the genre that just, again, it just somehow works because he's good. Mm-hmm. He knows yeah. he's, and I love it, and I'm in for every minute of it. So then. After this montage, we get to Court's first fight. Russell Crowe, preacher man. Mm-hmm. And he, he, the whole way up to it, he's like, I ain't fighting, I ain't doing nothing. But before that, oh man, this is one of my favorite scenes. Before that, he's got his scheduled fight. And Harold takes him into uh, the kid's shop, who is like a gunsmith. He owns a gun shop. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. DiCaprio's sales pitches are so good. He's chewing scenery, but not somehow. Mm -hmm. Like, when I think of chewing scenery, I think of, like, Jack Nicholson in in The Departed, where he's just munching on it. Mm -hmm. And DiCaprio is too, but not overtly. He's having fun. You could just tell he's he's having fun. He's so into it. And just this, his sales pitches are so good. It's like, yeah, well, we got this one, and this, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, the army used that, this, and then this one, it was used in thirty, no, thirty-five ba- successful bank robberies of its former owner, and then we got this one, which Jesse James and I both consider the best gun in the West. Like he's just so silky smooth, and it's uh, so good. Smooth operator. Yes. I'm like, yeah. dude, I fuck you. I get it. He's <laughs> <laughs> just so good. He just eats up that whole thing. But it, again, it, the fact that I don't feel like he's—I know he is—but I, it doesn't feel like he's putting, like, grabbing you and like, let me see, like, watch what I can do. He's just doing it so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. It's that—that that might be my favorite scene in the movie. Is his. He's putting out the, like, three or four different guns. And he's finally, like, he's like, what's the biggest piece of shit you have in this place? And he's like, he lays it out. Five bucks. He's like, but it'll shoot straight. He's like, I wouldn't sh- I wouldn't sell anything else. So you get a little integrity there, too, which I loved. Mm-hmm. There's all this character building in this one scene that doesn't... A lesser movie would not have done this. Yeah. And oh, a lesser yeah. wouldn't have been able to do it. Like, there's just so many stars aligned right here. Like, this movie needs to be... I'm Basically, I'm upset that this movie is not, like, up there higher than it is. This movie fucking rules. It's great. Like, I love Russell Crowe's, like, little bit with the gun, too. How it's just, like... Yeah, he feels so natural to him. He's doing all these, like, like, spinning moves, like, like he's RoboCop and, like... (laughs) <laughs> like just spin like uh, before Robocop's Robocop, you know, spinning mm-hmm. it around, clicking. Da, da, da. He clearly knows his way around a firearm. Mm-hmm. Story then, but that tells us a lot 
that it's like, oh yeah, he was clearly a, he was clearly a gunman before this. Like yeah, he had definitely this dude, this quiet preacher boy has got some past. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I love that that gun store scene. But then he so again he gives him cheapest one. He starts loading it up, and Herod's like, nah, one bullet. We don't want him shooting himself out of town. He's got the Lord on his side. That's right. He's got God on his side. Hallelujah. (laughs) So court keeps insisting he won't draw. He's up against it. Squared off with his nameless red shirt. Who gives a fuck? Twist! He does. He draws. He He guns that man down. He doesn't kill him. But he guns him down. When mm-hmm. the guy's complaining, oh, he said he wouldn't draw. <laughs> and all his shitty kids are going, Daddy, Daddy. I love I forgot about that. His kids before like start beating the shit out of him, like, Daddy's gonna murder you. <laughs> like, wow. He's easy fucking psychos. <laughs> and then Sharon Stone just comes and like smacks the shit out of all of them. <laughs> Wait, she slaps the shit out of those kids. It's so funny. She just tossed them around like beanbags. She's just standing mm-hmm. them like, get out of here, scat. <laughs> <laughs> like they're a bunch of feral dogs or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So good. So he guns this guy down. He's all bitching and moaning, whatever. After the fight, Ellen and Court chat. They're interrupted by Herod, who, uh, because they're sorry, Ellen and Court are starting to bond a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're interrupted by Herod, who lets Ellen understand that, nah, Court used to be this pretty terrible dude that I used to run with. Like, he, started, he alludes to some of the bad shit he used to do and get up to. Ellen, very unhappy with this, fucks off. She's like, piss off, bro. Preacher. You bitch. We get our next move. Our next shot is Herod's supposed to fight Ace, who's Lance Henriksen. And we get this great dialogue of like Hackman's asking him about this, like this really crazy gunfight. He's, he claims to have been in where he, he shot the whatever brothers and like mm-hmm. two hands. I shot one, like two of them with one hand, two of them with the other. He's like, wow, that's really impressive, except I was there. So he calls him out. He's a fraud. Also, okay, I get, like, going around to saloons being like, I did this, I did that. It's trying to get, like, clout, and maybe you're trying to get free drinks or impress people, maybe get girls. I don't know. It's the time. Yeah. But uh-huh. if you're a fraud... Why do you enter a contest where it's going to be clearly shown you're a fraud? Like, you gotta live up to this now. Because people yeah. live rounds here. Lance, what you doing, bro? What you doing, bro? Because he's called out in front of everybody. It's so great. He's, he's combing his stupid little mustache, and then Hackman just lays into him, drops a bunch of truth bombs, guns him down real quick. Shoots, a, shoots him in one hand, his, his, his trigger hand, and he starts just monologuing like a motherfucker in front of him. 
shooting each other and this and that. Eventually guns him down. And I love at the end, after Hackman wins, he looks around and he's like at the crowd and he does like a Jeb Bush please clap moment. <laughs> it's like a are you not entertained? Yeah. He's like with his arms out like you see what I just did? And then everyone like just quietly like slowly starts clapping because mm-hmm. he's in charge and you have to. I love that. And and there's just something about ev- everyone just like just all these vultures just to, I mean not literally but all these people just yeah they're human vultures every time a dead person goes down people just swarm in steal their boots steal their gun their belt anything of value because these people are just so oppressed and just like in this fucked situation mm-hmm. I do love that that's so great because that happens every time someone gets shot and killed so after that. Ellen, then we get Ellen's first fight. We get Sharon Stone's first fight. And it's with Tobin Bell. Kelly, I believe his mm-hmm. name is Kelly. I think so, yeah. And, uh, of course, she wins. Yeah. She's the main character. And then she grabs uh, DiCaprio and just, like, plants a big kiss on him. And I wonder how that redhead feels about it. <laughs> I will get to this eventually, but I had thoughts on that, too. Yeah, uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so let's circle back to that. Also, um, the doctor, that's when I realized the doctor that goes up to everyone who shot, it's like, he's dead. The old man from Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy who salts and uh, yeah. salts, salts with the sidewalk. With the snow, snow shovel and everything. Yeah, <laughs> so good. And I love after she wins, the crowd's going wild. This little this little girl comes up. I think you're great. I love her. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. So good. It's so good. She doesn't want to be known for this. She doesn't she all she wants to do is kill Herod. Like we know that. We don't know why yet, but all we all we know is she, there's some past, there's some reason Ellen wants to kill Herod. Gene mm-hmm. Hackman. There's some reason. Mm-hmm. We don't know why. We will. But she's just there. She's uh she's a woman on a mission. And she's just like, grow up. Oh, it's so good. Just like a straight up, just bitchy yeah, thing just to say. Knocks that girl down a peg. Just this tiny little, like, wide eyed girl. Who's the Which bartender's is, daughter, yeah. Also, she's right. You shouldn't, she shouldn't be a hero. She shouldn't be someone she looks up to. That's not the, the route a normal person should take. Right. There's so much going on in that, and I love it. Mm hmm. That night, after her fight, she's invited to Herod's Impressed. He's like, his dick moved after after that fight. He invites Ellen to uh, to a rendezvous at his his place that night, and she she accepts. Ellen goes to Herod's home, meets with him. He he explains why he. There's a lot of exposition here. He explains why he holds the contest because. That's his way. He's like, I got a lot of enemies here. This is my way to face them head on, you know? Kind of makes sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Because they didn't need to do that. I know that's just like a couple lines of dialogue. But like a a movie like this, you'd just be like, yeah, gun tournament. Gunfighter tournament. Okay, that's the plot. Moving on. But Mm -hmm. they do actually explain it, and it makes sense in the world that they build. That's just, we've talked about this. Uh, I love when... Uh, ridiculous world sets out their rules, but then they follow them. 
And that's what they've done. Yeah. yeah. You learned a lot about his background, too. Exactly. I can, get on board so with, I can get on board with any ridiculous concept as long as it's like, these are the world, these are the rules of the world that we've set out. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Don't break yeah. them. And they don't. They're right on with them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they're eating dinner, chatting a bit, a little more exposition. And all the while, Ellen's sitting there in her, like, big-ass, old-timey dress, fumbling with a gun she's brought in. So she, her, her plan is to uh, murder this guy. Well, he eats his pork or whatever the fuck they're eating. And I just wrote, God, Hackman is so good. <laughs> he's, he's so good. Just his, like, his stillness. He's just so into it, and he's just embodying this character. And, like, he explains kind of, like, how he got, why he is the way he is. And I don't know if sympathizing is the right word, but there's a little bit of that. It's, like, he talks about, like, his his father, and, like, he was a lawman. He's a judge or something, and, like, lost his mind, and, like, basically played Russian roulette with him, his mom, and himself. And, like, ugh. He just like sort of laughs when he says his dad blew the back of his head off, but it's it's not like I really think this is funny. It's like this is such a fucked up, traumatizing moment in my life, but I mm-hmm. the way I'm dealing with it to the outside is to laugh about it. Wait, oh god, I loved it. It's he's so good. He's yeah, he's just so good, and I mean. We could talk more about the next scene, what happens, but there's another great example of his acting in the next scene, I think. Well, then, I was a little confused by the next moment, because you hear a click. I was like, did her gun not fire? Like, did she try to shoot him? I don't actually, I thought she did at the time, but I don't think she actually did because of a scene that happens later. I don't know what the click was. That was confusing to me. I think it's just, you know, because with that gun, it didn't have a trigger. It just had a hammer. I think she, I think she uncocked the hammer at that point to not. Yeah. I think that's what happened. And of course, he hears it because, you know, he's he's an all-knowing deity of this town. Mm-hmm. But my first thought was she fired it and it just didn't go off. But I don't think that was actually true because of something we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. She She gets out of there eventually. She's like, I gotta get out of here. I, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving you. Then rain delay. <laughs> Look at the fucking baseball field. The tarp coming out. Mm-hmm. And during this rain delay, Ellen and Court chat a bit. They get a little more uh, backstory on Court and Herod's relationship, and uh, how he became a preacher. You know, like, uh, this is gunfight they had. They used to roll their outlaws, this and that. And he met this preacher he's supposed to kill, and he couldn't do it. And then that's how he got on this path. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Herod with Cantrell, our boy. And they're they're talking. Her- Her- Herod kind of knows. He's like, you're a hired gun. Like, someone hired you, basically, to take me out. He doesn't doesn't say who he knows did it, but Cantrell admits he's like, yeah, that's why I'm here. That's like what I do. I'm a, yeah. I'm a hired gun. I go, I kill who I'm paid to kill. Mm-hmm. They have this like civil conversation because they're they're next up on the on the gunfighting slate. I believe. Yeah, they're next up on the old docket, and they talk about 
you know, because um, Gene Hackman thought that Ace, a.k.a. Lance Hendrickson, was the hired gun. But then yeah. it's kind of insinuated that he knows that Keith David was the, right. the, the, the real guy. He's the real mm-hmm. The other guy was a fraud. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So then the competition resumes. Herod changes the rules. Before it was last man standing. Now it's fight to the death. Last man alive wins. Now you got to kill. Because a bunch of the wins didn't end up in deaths. They just like, like the kid shot the guy like in the arm and the leg. And then the guy was like, I yield. Like, you know, so he lived. But now that doesn't, that doesn't fly anymore. And so then Harold fights Cantrell. He wins. He's like monologuing to the town, which is so good. Great. You don't have money to pay my taxes, but you got money to hire a hired gun because turns out the town hates him, obviously, because he's a despot. And they hate him, and they've pooled their money together to hire Cantrell to come kill him so they can be free of this tyranny. I deserve... I. I decide who lives and who dies. I love it. I wrote down, if you live to see the dawn, it's because I allow it. <laughs> oh, that was great. I, I, uh, I should have written that one down. So good. And then he just blasts this ridiculous hole in Cantrell's head. <laughs> like gigantic hole. That you can see through. Like just mm-hmm. so ramy. It's so good. <laughs> so our next fight, it's the kid versus Scar. And, I mean, he wins. Whatever. He's doing his thing. He, like, fakes getting shot. And he, like, falls to his knees. And he's like, oh, and does, does the whole, the crowd thing. He's eating it up. He loves the attention. It's, like, lifted on the shoulders of everybody and all that. Then we get, the next fight is uh, Ellen and, uh, <laughs> I don't know the actor's name, but I called him Leprechaun Michael Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, like, the. the he's a fan. short fat gross version of michael shannon yeah. he looked like him to me he's like the pimp of the town or whatever and like yeah he's a real he's a right prick god yeah and he's like clearly raping this poor girl at and... least like prostituting her like trying to give her money and like she interrupts him earlier and it's just like anywhere he touches you you wash that shit <laughs> and like <ew>. yeah <clears throat> and no one says anything like, he's no real one says creepy. or does anything so they yeah. have this, they get in a fight like in the saloon, but, and then they, it's, it's raining again because this is like on the, I don't know, it's on the, the, the water plate or something. I don't know. It's always raining. Yeah. yeah. And, and they have this, this knockout drag out, run and fight at, run at each other while shooting in the rain. And uh, Ellen wins. Right. She kills this bitch. He's a dick. He's a bad guy. Well, she she thinks she kills him. Goes back in the saloon to have like a drink, and then he, you know, he he rises up like a good a good villain. He ain't dead, and she guns him down again. Nah, big dead now. So she also she also shot him. Her first shot got him right in the dick, and I was just like, yes, yes, perfect. yes, yes. Perfect. He's a sexual predator. Dick. He deserves to be have his dick blown off. Exactly. Those are the, those are the rules <laughs> of good and bad. Perfect. Perfect. Well done. So next fight uh, is court. Right? And uh, after Ellen's fight with Scar, she's like, she's a little fucked up. Like, cause she's mm-hmm. not a killer. She's not a bad person. She came there to fucking kill 
Herod because of reasons that we'll get into. But she's just like, this is too much for me, man. Like, I got to get out of here. So she, like, she she, she rides out. And uh, then while she's leaving, you think she's out of the mix. Uh, court fights, spotted horse, who's had this had this great scene before. Where he's like, I've been shot, like, five times in the chest, two times in the back, three times in the right leg, two times in the left foot. Bullets can't kill me. Like, he's just going on and on and on. So that's Court's new new uh, opponent, mm-hmm. and as we know, Court only gets one bullet around, and he shoots him. He wins, or does he? The guy who's like invincible to bullets, you know, gets up, starts shooting at him. Court's freaking out. The blind there's a blind kid throughout all this. He's like helping everybody out. He's a nice little blind kid. He owns like a he runs like a little shop. I don't know. It's like a street merchant merchant. Or yeah, something. it's something like, yeah, like a mobile street merchant. Yeah. Or something like that. And while this guy's shooting at him, Court's dancing around trying to get away from these bullets because he doesn't have any more rounds. And the blind kid throws him a throws him a bullet. He chambers it. Shoots spotted oars right in the head. <laughs> right in the head. And then Gene Hackman has this great line. He comes up close to him and he's like, yes. Welcome back. Pulls, yeah, rips off his creature collar. Mm-hmm. It's wrote out in all caps. Symbolism! <laughs> <laughs> so then, Ellen's left town. Our home alone friend stops Ellen. They apparently know each other. He, like, delivered her as a baby. He knew her dad. Mm-hmm. New all stuff. We got this great scene where it's like pouring in a graveyard and they have this conversation of like why she shouldn't run, why she needs to finish what she's doing. We get a little, we've had flashbacks before, but they didn't really tell us anything. Like we knew something was going on. We get a little longer flashback of like her dad. That's her first Gary Sinise shot, but we don't mm-hmm. see what actually happens. So Ellen, she changed her mind. Home Alone changed her mind. She comes back. Struts into town. She challenges Herod. She's like, I want you, bitch. You're mine. I'm challenging you. Nope, too late. The kid, DiCaprio, he's already challenged Herod. Son versus father. And Shaking instead, my damn head. That's right. We got we got our final four. We got the kid. We got Herod, Ellen, and Court. Mm-hmm. So Because those two are fighting, Ellen's supposed to fight Court instead. And... We learn, like, the kid's fighting for respect, right? Because his, his, that's his dad, and he, he's never get he, he He's all Rodney Dangerfield, and I don't get no respect. <laughs> they, they have their showdown. They each shoot each other. And the kid shoots Herod in the neck, but it's just kind of like a grazing wound. And uh, the kid gets shot. Shit, that was fast. He says, as he falls to his knees, kid slowly dies and he turns into a kid again. He's like, I don't it remind me of like uh, Infinity War with Peter Park. It's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to go. Like, he starts like freaking out, like crying because he's a fucking kid. Yeah. And also all the bravado leaves him. And it's just like a great. I love that. I yeah, love that. Instantly. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it just shows his emotion. Yeah, he's a real person again. He's not this caricature of, of this the full of bravado, full of like confidence, like over obviously over 
overstepping what he actually has, just like trying to trying to be someone he's not, and then it's just him, and he's just a scared kid about to die. And that's when, which he does, and that's when that redhead, like who is apparently like in love with him, is like all about him. And it's like, didn't you just maybe possibly fuck Sharon Stone? <laughs> like, yeah, I wrote. This poor girl got cocked. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I wrote dying with two women he slept with. Awkward. <laughs> or, or was this is. The Quick and the Dead, a prequel to The Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) (laughs) It could be. It definitely could be. (laughs) But then, obviously, Herod lives and wins. But we get this, like... I thought this was a really good scene, too, where he's, like, watching him die. And we see some humanity from him. He's not just Mm -hmm. this... Completely evil dude that's like, you know, this, this devil monster bot guy. Like he is, but he's clearly broken up by the fact that he just killed his own son. Like, he's trying to, like, yeah. lay it out there. Like, no, he's just a farmer, farmer boy. Like, he, there's no proof he was my kid. Like, uh, like, just trying to justify it. But, like, he's clearly rattled by the fact that he just killed his own son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was great. And not... Again, a lesser movie wouldn't have done this or been able to do this, but that, like, made me feel something. Like, he clearly cared for this kid and didn't really want to do this, and then he has huge regret for doing it. Yeah. And then, after he sloughs off, Court and Ellen are not up next, and they, they have some conversation of, like, no, nah, I'm going to bow out, no, nah, I'm going to bow out, and, like, no, nah, if you bow out, like, uh, my... Herod's like, no, my my men will just fucking kill you. <laughs> There's no leaving. You had your chance. You're in this. Mm-hmm. So we get them both facing off. The clock ticks, because that's always the sound of when you can fire. Neither moves. They both just stand there like stones. Herod's unhappy with this outcome. It's like, someone doesn't draw in ten seconds, my men gonna gun you both down. Starts counting. Court ends up shooting Ellen at the one count. She dies. And he's all distraught. He's like fighting his men, whatever. Then the next matchup is Court versus Herod. And then I just wrote R.I.P. Ratsy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. He, he, he did that classic, like, I'll give you 10 seconds or 15 seconds to get out of town. Yeah, 20 seconds to get out of town. He's like, no, I just did everything you told me to, boss. Now you have 15 seconds. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) He starts running. He dialogues for a bit and then pulls out the Remington and just bam, bam, bam. Shoots him in the back at like 50 yards. (laughs) These people are incredible shots in this movie. I told you, they're all SEAL Team 6 snipers. (laughs) (laughs) So R.I.P. and peace, Cat Ratsy. What a name. Mm-hmm. Then we get those two. We get Court and Herod facing off. Because what he was mad about with Ratsy was he, like, fucked up the guy. Fucked up Court's hand because he was just, like, beating the shit out of him as his prisoner. And he's like, no, I want it to be a fair fight. So he's up. that's what he was upset about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get them facing off. And the clock strikes. And as it does, instead of that being the moment where they both draw on one another, it explodes in this massive fashion because of the dynamite below below the kid's bed. That comes back into play. 
and it's oh. apparently been placed all throughout the town. A bunch of other things blow up, explosions everywhere. And I wrote, boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I said clock tower, boom. His house, <laughs> boom. Whole town, boom. Boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> then, Ellen's alive! Twist. Out of the shadows, out Just of the smoke. Walks through the flaming wreckage in perfect action hero form. Just slowly walks through as Court guns down at all of like uh, Herod's henchmen. He's just firing right and left, like cross armed, like from the hip, just shooting people on the roof. Perfect, so great. You'll appreciate this. After that, I just wrote Crow fucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's fucking he everybody does. up. He's just firing all over the place. It's like. It reminded me of like some John Woo action movies, just some like gun gun fu kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Totally. He's just shooting everybody down, and uh, then we get the full flashback of what happened to Ellen as a kid and her dad Gary Sinise, and uh, they Herod and his men took him. He was like a marshal or something, and they like took him captive and strung him up. And as a little girl, he Herod gives. Uh, Ellen, the gun, he's like, I'll give you three shots to, like, shoot the noose to save your daddy. Just a really fucked up thing to do to a little kid. Of course, she's traumatized and, like, crying and everything. And she mm-hmm. misses, shoots her dad right in the face. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus, that's so straight brutal. in the face. Also, I put Gary Sinise, like, the, 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 the caliber of his acting He's able to put in a fantastic performance in like a couple of. Seasons. It's so good. He has maybe yeah. three lines of dialogue mm-hmm. in like forty-seven seconds of screen time, yeah. and he's so feel it as like like he didn't need to be Gary Sinise, but he right. was. Yeah. yeah, like that could have been any any no-name actor that just has some chops, but no, it's Gary fucking Sinise. Yeah. So, Alan shoots her dad, dad, whatever. Then we we get back to, to the actual time. They're in their standoff. Alan shoots Herod. So good. Shoots him a couple yeah. times. You get the, like, you can see. This is so Ramy. You can see, like, through the bullet hole. Mm-hmm. And just, like, you can see the background and, like, the light shining through. <laughs> like, it's this perfect cylinder. <laughs> so good. And, and, and right before she shoots him, he has. It's the second you know, time. You're this not fast thing. enough for me. Today I am. And then you get the, as the bullet's going towards him, the, ah! <laughs> it reminded me of, you know, Goldeneye when Trevelyan's on, like, the satellite? Yes, the yes, satellite yes, falls yes, yes, yes. He gives the, ah! As it falls, like, onto him. That reminded me of that. Which, that's something you could actually see coming. You couldn't actually see a bullet coming. <laughs> yeah, or... So, or the, but they play it like that, and it, and it works. It's so good. It's, it's so great. So good. Perfect. So he, the, he... She guns him down and tosses... Uh, she gets on a horse, tosses uh, Court, like, a key to his shackles, and the laws come back to town. <laughs> Oh, and she hands it, tosses him the Marshall badge too, right? Oh, did she? Oh, I didn't miss that. Okay, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. I was gonna say she says the law comes back to town, just rides out. Like, did it? You're just leaving. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> I was like, lady, <laughs> clean up your mess. You did a good thing, but also like oh, these people are gonna tear themselves apart. Okay, that's perfect. 
And then she just rides off in the sunset. And that's the quick and the dead. So good. Rawhide. <laughs> um, here's a question for you. Was that the town that her dad was the marshal of? Because as she's riding into town, she sees the marshal sign, like all so. broken up. And I think up. so. I think that's what they were going for. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I figured. Because like in the flashback, you see like, and they just, they 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 the camera lingered on that cemetery a long time for multiple shots. Like sure. Riding into town while she had her home alone moment and like all sorts of things. Sure, sure, sure. I think you're right. I hadn't thought of that, but I, I think that's I think that's what they're going for. All right. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was so much fun. I love a good western. Um, Sam Raimi's just like homage to westerns and the incredible cast and just all the nailed every in the world shape. building. Like mm-hmm. I was, I really was. I've I said this before. I really was legitimately worried about watching this because I loved it so much as a little kid. Mm-hmm. This is from '95, so I was like 11 years old or whatever. I probably saw it when I was like 14. Mm-hmm. Like and. I, I, it was like, there's no way this is good. It was so good. <laughs> what a it was so fun. I'm so glad we did this. Oh, me too. This was, yeah, this is a All fun right. one. All right. We obviously love this movie. Hit us with some trivia. I'm oh. very excited for some trivia. For some trivia. Th- there was so much trivia. So I have a good portion. Um, All right. There's a scene where Gene Hackman lightly slaps, but for real, slaps Sharon Stone. It wasn't scripted. Yeah. Almost wrote that down. He's like a doula's glove. And her reaction was real. Like when she had that kind of like wide-eyed. That makes sense. That was a a really great scene. I I almost wrote that down. But then I was like, yeah, I don't want to buy anything. Yeah, no. Um, Sharon Stone. Yeah. Oh, it was great. I'm glad you Uh, said that. That, that stuck in my brain. Sharon Stone wanted DiCaprio in the movie so much, she paid his salary personally. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that was before he was big time. That was before he was big time. Yeah. I mean, he'd done, like, Basketball Diaries and, like, What's Eating Gilbert Grape and shit like that, but he wasn't, like, what we know DiCaprio as now. Yeah, he wasn't Titan. He hadn't hit Titanic level yet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think we talked about this a little bit beforehand, uh, before we were on mic, but Bruce Campbell had a cameo appearance during a a filmed wedding scene in this movie. He's credited as Wedding Shemp. Yeah. Seems Um, good. That's what it says on IMDb. Mm -hmm. Um, But the scene was cut. Um, Is this the only Raimi film without Bruce Campbell appearing? As far as I know, yeah. Because I feel like he's in every other movie. I, I, I'm mm-hmm. not an expert on his filmography, but I feel like he's always in it, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Who I love. Uh, I'm still bummed we didn't get Spider-Man 4 with uh, with him as Mysterio. Bruce Campbell was supposed to be Mysterio. Oh my god, that would have been you know amazing. How he shows up like, in all these different parts of Peter Parker's life. Mm-hmm. Like and that was like the reason because he's Mysterio, so he's all sorts of different. Like because he he shows up as like the French waiter while he's getting engaged. He shows up as 
the ticket taker at the play that he can't go see. He sh- like he he's the announcer at the first fight he has against. Wow! Yeah. <gasps> I would have loved that. I know. We never got it. There's storyboards you can see out there, which I recommend people go and taking a look at because they're great. But that was the plan. <laughs> that was the plan. Sorry, I didn't mean to take you off topic, but oh no, that's okay. Um, that's so fascinating. Um, okay, here's a qu- little question that ties into the trivia. Please. Of all the main actors in the movie, who do you think was the actual fastest quick draw? Lance. Hackman. Hackman! Wow! That'll... Read it. That's supposed to be the quickest one there. Wow. He also he also had the most limited screen time, so then in turn he had the most practice. Oh, to be, to be fair, to be fair, I loved uh, Cantrell's like he had like a little device on his on his side. It was just like a hinge. Yeah, you have to pull it out. He just like I, I I'm doing motions right now, which are awesome for a podcast. But he would he would like just turn it like on a it was like on a screw where it just turn up and then fire. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. That's so cool. Oh, for I sure. That. I I can't I can't even believe they like measured that. That's so great. I love. That's, isn't that so yeah, funny? I believe it. Of course, there's so much attention to detail and like actually mm-hmm. making this a good movie that. Of course, they found out who's the quickest draw. <laughs> of course, it was happy. <laughs> oh, it makes me happy. <laughs> um, the studio originally didn't like uh, Sam Raimi's original ending, and Joss Whedon was hired to come in and fix it. What? Yeah. Do you know what his original ending was? It didn't say, but apparently Whedon came in and saw all the footage and fixed it in like a day. That's really surprising because it made a woman look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I in, a lot of shots, but uh, also, uh, yeah, he's in a lot of hot water. You know uh, why? Right <laughs> yeah. Fuck um, that guy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Fuck you, Joss Whedon. I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> um, this is Russell Crowe's first American feature. Oh wow! Really. Yeah, it was his first. This this must have just been like a freaks. I, I they got so many people, and like I feel like this must have been like a freaks and geeks kind of thing, where it's like we got all these people before they were like we got a number of people who were good, but so many of these people became huge things. Like freaks and geeks was Judd Apatow, and like uh, Jason Segel, Seth Rogen, like. Uh, James Franco. Franco, yeah, like all these mega stars that just were like eight, 16, 17 years old when they and Linda Cardellini. I mean, actually, she was the oldest by far. Yeah. She's the only person who was actually old at that point. Everyone else was like sixteen. I mean, old. I I say old. She was probably like twenty six years old, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like it's it's so fun to see stuff like that where it's like yeah. all these came together somehow. It's like. Uh, yeah, it's just like the the gods are shining on it. It just brought all these talented people together. I mean, I mean that's a that's a credit to the casting director and Raimi and all the people involved that they got all these people that before they were household names necessarily. Yeah, and to just manage all of these, you know, right? Like because I mean, almost everyone that we listed at the uh, that we listed at the beginning are like. A-list mega stars. 
Oh yeah, I have a little bit about that too. Time, but they are now. Like they're mm-hmm. all just like carry a movie on my own. One hundred percent. Um, let's see. Sharon Stone personally chose Sam Raimi to direct because of Army of Darkness. Wow, God. The more I hear about Sharon Stone, the more I love her. Oh man, she's she's so awesome and so underrated. I think, yeah. and just it's, you know, because you know, she's just touched on her a number of times in movies we've done, and like she's she's stolen scenes when she's in them. Yeah, and she's obviously like I think she 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 probably falls under that thing. She's too attractive to like people didn't take her seriously. Maybe. Like, mm-hmm. like Brad Pitt was probably like that too for a while, where it's like he's just a man meat rocket. Like uh, he he's not a real actor, but like yeah, he's got chops, and so does she. And she clearly has a lot of understanding of like what makes a good movie and like what like the the process of it to to be like I want Raimi for this like, exactly because exactly. that's a cult classic, but that was not like a blockbuster. Like all right. the Evil Dead stuff, that that didn't do well. It's just it's a cult classic kind of movie. Like we appreciate it now, but at the time it was just like this is weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Beyond that, and be like, no, nah, this is awesome. This dude's talented as fuck. Bring bring this guy in. Yeah, definitely. It makes me, oh, I mean, I already yeah. liked her, so that makes me like her even more. Mm-hmm. I love finding that out of like a talented actor or something that they also like they really understand the art that they're doing and they understand like the process of it and they understand what it takes to get to where it needs to be and who needs to be involved. And like, I love that using their clout for good instead of being a douchebag, you know? Yeah, definitely. Cause you hear that so often where it's like, I needed like all the, I only needed green M&Ms in my trailer, you know, that whole bullshit of like all that shit. Yeah. But using your, I mean, Diva seems like a, a, a pejorative, but it's not meant to. But using that clout to be able to be like, I'm using this to make a better film and make something that maybe wouldn't have been, but because of my influence, I'm making it better. I I'm love- using my I'm using my powers for good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a superhero that doesn't go evil. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, That's so good. Let's see. Oh. Sam Raimi's famous Oldsmobile that makes an appearance in all of his movies was actually in this movie in the form of a wagon chassis. Ah, that's so good. <laughs> I love how he does stuff like that. I love the like, like J.J. Abrams does that with like Greg Grumberg. Like he'll put him in every movie. Like, mm-hmm. and, and Raimi's like that with Bruce Campbell and apparently his car. <laughs> I love that he just sticks an inanimate object in his, all his movies. <laughs> I get the like, I love this actor, so I want to like, I want to keep him in everything I do, or like it's my good luck charm. But an inanimate object is just fucking hilarious to me. So th- I wonder if that means that Bruce Campbell and the Oldsmobile are going to be in Doctor Strange. <gasps> I mean, I, I already assumed Bruce Campbell would be, but now I'm I'm going to have eagle eye out for the Oldsmobile because I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that that was a thing he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's a beautiful bit of trivia. Well done. That's so Thank good. Thank you. That was so good. <laughs> uh, um, Matt Damon actually turned down the role of Kid. Wow. And Liam Neeson was the first choice for Court. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think Ow. that's when, like, Liam Neeson, before he kind of hit his action phase. But also, had, had Sam Raimi made Darkman at this point? I'm I not wonder. sure. Yeah, because Liam Neeson wasn't... I mean, Liam Neeson was in, like, Schindler's List and shit like that. And then he, like, became an action star with, like, the Taken stuff when he was, like, 70 years old. Like Seriously. He wasn't... Wow, wow. That's so interesting to me, not because of the casting, but just because of, like, what people became afterwards. And they became kind of these characters after the fact, even though they turned it... That's fascinating to me. Yeah. He I actually had made Darkman at this point. Eddie? He made Darkman in 1990. And then um, this came out in '95, so that makes sense that Liam Neeson was was the first choice to be Dark Man: The Revenge of Durant. <laughs> <laughs> I think I definitely saw the first one. And Don't I ask like why I know that. Yeah. Actually, why I know that is because of the this is a free plug, but uh, I love Mr. Sunday Movies and his uh, his Weekly Planet <laughs> podcast, and they they talked about Dark Man for some reason. <laughs> Oh my god, that might be one we have. It's the only reason I know the Return of Durant. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, yeah. Oh no, that's okay. Neither nor there. I love that show. Everyone should listen to that. Listen to that over us. I'm I'm sorry, it's better than we are. (laughs) It's so good. We were talking earlier about how star studded this cast is. It actually features five Oscar winners and four Oscar nominees. That's, I mean, I believe it. It's just it's just name after name. Like, I was scrolling through the IMDb, and I was like, holy shit. I mean, like, we're like 30 names in before Gary Sinise even shows up. Yeah, yeah. And like, he's only click, in... You have to click like, the full cast thing before you get to him. He's not in, like, the main page. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Definitely. It's so nuts. Um, and my favorite final bit of trivia when applicable... The body count? Mm. Oh, yeah. 18. Mm. I'm, I'm actually... Yeah, that sounds about right. Because he... Because Court does murder a bunch of people at the end. At the end, yeah. Like, real he quick gets... with his, like, twisty gun foo action. <laughs> and that's it for the trivia. Oh, it's so good. God, I love this movie. I'm so glad we did this. Me too. It was so much fun. Oh, God. That's, that's, that's what's great about all the movies... Um, that we do on here. They're just fun. Yeah. That's why I wanted to do this in the first place because, like, I feel like a movie like this doesn't get talked about. And it's so much fun. And, like, going to seeing a movie should be fun. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I... I, Like, I want to have a good time. Like, I I, I respect, like, really in-depth and, like, make you feel, make you think kind of movies... But man, I just kind of want, for me, like the main thing I want is just this giant exposition thing. It's just these huge moments, these huge scenes, these, these over-the-top characters just like in your face. I, that's, that's what I want from a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what 80s and 90s action movies are to me. They just, and I, I don't feel like we get enough of that anymore. I feel like it's not a... It's not a genre of filmmaking that really happens that much anymore. You get a little of it yeah. with John Wicks and like things like that, and you get doses of it in certain Marvel movies, but you don't really get like that's what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. And I just I just love it so much. Me too. Because yeah, so I'm. I don't know why it just feels so pure to me. 
I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like I can appreciate, you know, you know, parasite and foreign films and of avant-garde so like, like art a, films. Or something like they're they're doing something that's important. That's obviously more important than the quick and the dead. Like Moonlight, <laughs> Moonlight means something. Like that's a, like they're telling a story that's important that should be told and should make you feel uncomfortable. Should make you feel bad even. Like, but and I, I'm, I'm obviously not discounting anything like that. But when I, I for some reason. For me, when I search for that kind of thing, I'm looking for a TV show because I want, I want a longer uh, version of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want right. an extended story of that because the, I'm sure that boils down. Some psychiatrist could tell me that's like a commitment issue thing with me or something. But if I'm <laughs> if I'm gonna get invested in something, I want it to last a long time. But with things like this, it's just like this is just what it is. This mm-hmm. is the story I'm telling. That's it. This is a bunch of nonsense, fun, great stuff. Uh, Exactly, exactly. And that is why we do this podcast. It's exactly like you said before. It's exactly why we do this podcast. And next week, we're going to do The Last Boy Scout. And oh man, I don't think I've seen this entire movie, but that first scene, I'm not going to say anything about it, that first scene is just ingrained in my brain. It like will never leave my headspace. It's mm. something. It's another reason why I like these kinds of movies because a lot of times you see a scene, you're like, that you could never, ever, ever do this now. Like this was exactly. Other- you could do this for whatever reason. It was okay to do this fucked up thing, but now, God no. <laughs> I just love that that exists for better or worse. Uh-huh. It's not a, oh, totally. an enforcement necessarily of these things. I just like that it exists for that again says a lot more about me than anything else. But the last Boy Scout, that's what we're doing next. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right, and yeah. I don't know if you got anything else. Where can you find us? Yeah, so on Twitter we're at Action Action Movie BC, and then on IG, um, aka Instagram for all the kids, we're at Action Movie Book Club. Um, yeah, if you guys have any questions, any comments, anything you want, would like us to watch, anything you'd like us to review, or things that you've seen that you just think we should watch, maybe not even necessarily talk about, yeah. um, let us know. Um, for sure. Yeah, we're always open for ideas and suggestions and you know also yeah. i i may or may not have created a tiktok account for us and i'm my goal now is to make you an unwitting tiktok star with your arnold impressions so <laughs> i think i can make that. that happen i feel like that's that gonna work i don't know why i just feel like it's gonna <laughs> i feel like that's the perfect the perfect venue for for what you can do, because you've got some talent in that voice of yours, and oh. it is so much fun. And all these little kids won't know what it is, but they're good. It's one of those things like you may not know, like someone may make a joke in a show or a movie, and it's like, I don't necessarily understand the reference, but I know this is funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to feel that. They're not going to know all these Arnold quotes and things, but the way you do it is just, it's just objectively funny. So oh, thanks, man. It up. I think I there were so. Stay tuned. <laughs> done, done. Anything else you want to add? That's all I got. Why don't you take us out? Happy trails, sons. <laughs> <laughs>